Welcome back to the channel. Welcome to another episode of The Spy Files. Um, today in the Scientology Spy Files, we're going to pick up right where we left in the last video. In, in that video, Scientology had concocted this whole plan, and uh, the Office of Special Affairs, Scientology Spy Wing, did a proposal on how they were going to ambush my wife and myself while we were at home um, with a lawsuit and all these documents and get us to sign a bunch of stuff. And uh, they sent that up to uh, Captain Davy Miscavige, the chairman of the board, Religious Technology Center. And um, it looks like that was on May 13th. On May 14th, it looks like he answered back um, via somebody else in RTC. So he told somebody in RTC, send them a bunch of questions or I want this or that changed about all this. And then now um, the Office of Special Affairs is responding to that response and they are sending a new proposal up. So let's get right into it. So this next document is uh, from May 15th. Here, let me just put all my screens in order. There we go. So it's May 15th, 2006. It's to the Deputy Inspector General Legal Affairs, RTC. And this document is going via the Deputy Commanding Officer for uh, the External uh, Affairs, OSA Int. And that, uh, it says that that person has checked this. And then the Investigations Chief, OSA Int, has checked it off as well. And this is from the External Security Chief, OSA Int, Kirsten uh, I, I don't even know what her current name is. I think it's Kirsten Pedersen, but it was Kirsten Catano at this time. And now um, the last report was sent directly to uh, WDC OSA, which was Mike Rinder at the time. And they CC'd the commanding officer OSA and um, now this one is just CCing Mike. So it's going past Mike now going straight to RTC. So this this means, this denotes in this that David Miscavige is now dealing with this and RTC is now dealing with this. And um, so uh, they're now answering, um, the Office of Special Affairs is now answering right back to RTC. Um, and the, D, the Deputy Inspector General of Legal Affairs is a gentleman by the name of Warren McShane. And he is known as the um, RTC's professional liar because he is very, very convincingly able to lie in uh, the media or in uh, to attorneys or to uh, in legal matters or anyone, uh, law enforcement, et cetera. Okay, so it says, re, outline. Dear sir, here is the revised outline has gone over. So they just, obviously they've discussed it. Here is the revised outline has gone over. Mark came to LA from Kansas in August 2005 and Claire in September 2005. I don't think that's exactly correct, but whatever. This is okay. Much love, Kirsten. Okay, and then let's go to the next page. Um, okay. Okay, good. I'm just checking over everything here. Perfect. Okay. And um, so the next page says, uh, May 15th, 2006, re-outline, Headley Handling. Okay, so obviously David Miscavige has accepted that now Blown for Good is Mark Headley, myself. And um, and now it's what we're going to do to handle it. And um, obviously whatever handling they had laid out before uh, wasn't uh, working so uh, or wasn't approved. So now they've come up with this new, new handling program. Phase one, Mark, 
Use Eric Geisler to confront Mark Headley. Eric was chosen for this part due to the fact that he has been reaching recently to sort out his situation, has requested a comev as part of this, and the fact that there are a few instances where he has made attempts at putting ethics in on other SPs or reported outnesses with them. On the latter point, the key specifics are last year when Mark approached Power Coleman at an LA trade show and handled handed him his business card, Eric told Mark to knock it off and reported this to Kirsten. Um, that never happened, but he never told me to knock it off. We laughed about it, but um, and evidently he reported it to Kirsten. When Blank first cost, uh, contacted Eric last year, Eric told him to leave him alone and reported this to Kirsten. Okay, so it looks like Eric was being a little snitch um, before this assignment. Um. Eric recently reported to Kirsten that he had a concern on where Mark was making his money as he appeared to be doing very well, but not doing a lot of work. Eric has also been maintaining a social line with Claire, so could also be used later in phase two to handle Claire. Ooh. Plan. Kirsten will have Eric Geisler come to the HGB where she will R-factor him that there is something she needs to brief him on and that he needs to assist in handling as part of sorting out his own scene with the church. R-factor just means to brief somebody. It, it, in Scientology, it means reality factor. It's a weird thing, but it's basically when you predetermine what you're going to tell somebody um, ahead of time, and that's the R-factor, the briefing you're going to give them. Um, that the data is for him and he is not to speak with anyone else about it without okay from the church. She will tell him that Mark Headley is posting anonymously on an enemy message board, doesn't think the church knows, and that he is doing that he is going to have to assist in handling Mark. That she is going to explain further, but the first thing needed is to get all of the data Eric already knows about Mark, that he is not reported. Natter, bad connections, bad indicators, etc. Number two, once we have gotten the data from Eric, he will then be given some sort of the key points from the postings so he really gets that we know this is Mark and also how SP Mark is being. A, and then this covers a lot of things we've already been over, so like the them going to HD. This is all covered in the last video, so I'm going to skip over this. So HD, Pat Gualteri, cage fighting, DVD, the beatings. B, that there have been several reports of Mark spreading in Theta, including the February call to Marcy, Marcy Sargent regarding Trevor, which Eric likely heard about. C, Kirsten will explain that we have separately confirmed Headley has been acting as a source of N-Theta to various tabloid media and attempted to peddle the stolen property from the church to a media outlet. Mark has signed legal agreements with the church that he is an utter violation of, on top of committing blatant, suppressive acts. He is also inducing, through his postings, others to violate their legal agreements. Oh my... Um, D, Kirsten will R-factor Eric that he needs to confront Mark, get him to come clean on what he is doing, and get him to realize he is on a path of self-destruction, that he has a family, Claire has a family, and that regardless of what upsets he might have with the church, that what he, that what he is doing now is absolutely suppressive and he has to stop. 
This will include Eric telling Mark that he is currently confronting handling his own situation with the church and working to get back in good standing. As part of this, he is, in, he is confronting the situations with the people he is connected to, and this includes Mark. So they have to kind of stage it up like Eric is doing all this, not that they are telling Eric to do all this. He has witnessed Mark nattering about the church, has even participated in this, and has done nothing about it, but is changing this now. This is also a sales job that Eric is going to be their spy. So they have to sell that he's playing the game with them now. Um, Eric's product will to be get Mark. Eric's product will be to get Mark to do step A with him on the spot and put in writing that he has ceased committing suppressive acts. Get Mark to do a step B write-up. Get Mark to hand over any other church property is in possession of. Part of this comm cycle, that just means conversation, communication cycle. Part of this comm cycle will also have to include pulling the strings on Mark's enemy connections and getting his agreement on how each of these are going to be cut. For example, blank, Eric can explain how his own trouble with blank and use this as a means of getting Mark to confront this part of the situation. Okay. Um, oh, I realize uh, there you go. So now we're kind of in the middle of, uh, of this. Oh, we, I just actually just read that whole thing. Um, cause we skipped all over those other ones. So I'll leave that there for a second while I get to the next page. Um, in case anybody wants to freeze that and read everything that I just read. Um, okay, this calm cycle will be worked over with Eric so he can ha so he, this, it's just garbledy gook, bad writing. This conversation will be worked over with Eric so he has an exact plan on how he will confront Mark and get a product on this. Three, get Eric to execute this calm cycle immediately. So they're going to uh, send him over and... Um, <laughs> And somehow he's going to do all this. Um, phase two, Claire. Use Adam Parcell, Eric, Matt, and Suzette to assist in getting Claire to confront the true situation with Mark. Make the correct decision and get Mark to cease his suppressive acts. Adam is actively working on his A to E steps, has reported on Natter and Black PR that he heard, has confronted some of these guys when they spouted Black PR, or were nattering, and has been reaching out to get himself through his steps as well as help others, such as Suzette and Claire specifically. Eric is as covered above. Matt, oh, I get it. They covered Matt. Maybe uh, Eric will tag in on this once he's uh, sorted me out. Mac, although, Matt, although slow, has been consistent in stating that he wants to get through his steps, intentionally moved away from Mark and Claire as he didn't feel they were a good influence, confronted Mark on having called Marcy Sargent about Trevor and how this was not okay, was adamant that BFG was Mark when given a few clues and offered to confront him on it. On Suzette, she has been very adamant that she wants to get through her steps and has been working on her amends project. Okay, now the best part about this is all three of these people were consistently lying to Kirsten. Adam Parcell never contacted us about any of this stuff. This guy, Matt, never did any of this. And Suzette never did any of this. So they were all sort of playing along with Kirsten, but none of them were talking to us and telling us to stop anything. Plan. 
As soon as Eric is set to confront Mark, Adam Parcell would be pulled down to L.A. by Kirsten. Adam Parcell lived in uh, Northern California. We lived in Burbank, California. As soon as Eric is set to confront Mark, Adam Parcell would be pulled down to L.A. by Kirsten, similarly briefed in less detail, and his exact approach to Claire finalized and drilled. In summary, Adam will be gotten to confront Claire on some specifics that we know Mark has been doing and the fact that several of Mark's postings contain data that could have only come from her eternal knowledge of the base, some of which must be priest penitent. Maybe she doesn't even realize what Mark is doing with the information that she has given him, but that each thing she has said that he has used is a complete violation of her own release from waivers, and Mark is just pulling her into his future potential legal trouble with the church. Adam's flow to Claire, just the way he um, is a, a, a kind of the angle of his conversation. Adam's flow to Claire will be that he thought and still thinks that she wants to get through her steps, wants her family to meet her child. That is not too late, but she has gotten to come up out of being completely PTS. That's a potential trouble source. A potential trouble source is anyone who is connected to an SP. So if you're living with one and married to one, you're, you're definitely com- con- connected to one. Uh, come out of being completely PTS and get Mark under control before he wrecks things for both of them. That he and Eric will help, but she has to put an end to this and get Mark to see that no matter what upsets they may have had with the church, going into battle with the church is not going to result in anything. Let's flip the page. It's not going to result in anything but trouble for them. The exact way this is done and timing of it will be finalized after the initial confrontation with Mark. Adam will finalize with Claire what she is going to work with, do what she is going to do with Mark exactly and how. Adam and Eric can do this with her if needed. Um, Kirsten then gets Matt, oh, two. Kirsten then gets Matt and Suzette into Osa Int to be further R factored regarding the situation with Mark and 8C them to cut their line with the Headleys. 8C just means to control somebody and control them to cut their line with the Headleys as part of their own A to E steps with the message that they need to cease their suppressive acts against the church and get on their A to E steps. And if I, if you don't remember from the earlier documents, the A to E steps are the, if you're kicked out or you're declared a suppressive, you have to do these steps A through E to get back into the church. And step A is to stop doing SP acts. And then to B is to write up that you stopped doing SPX and how you did that. And then it goes through. And one of those steps is us paying them $160,000 in cash um, for our free litter debts. Um, And we were already declared suppressives um, a year before this, and they didn't give a toot until we started leaking stuff. Um. Okay, with the message, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Um, Number three, based on the results of the meetings with Mark and Claire, the exact next actions will be worked out, which will, which, which will, including 
getting Claire to confront Mark with Eric and Adam if needed, later get Claire and Mark to meet with Kirsten to nail down how they will get through their ADE steps, handle the questions on the freeloader debt, etc., and get them moving on their steps. Okay, so obviously... Um, this plan, uh, failed utterly because we're here to, we're here we are today. <laughs> um, and this girl, Kirsten Catano, this woman, Kirsten Catano that works at OSA Int, um, every single, uh, YouTuber that you see on YouTube right now, part of uh, the SPTV networks, uh, that is her problem. Like she is the reason those people exist. Um, and, and, and also if you've been paying attention to these spy files a lot of the people that you see on SPTV were people that we were talking to back at this time, Jeff Hawkins, um, obviously uh, Amy Scobie and Matt Pesh and all these guys were around when we were doing all this stuff and we were meeting with them and explaining, Oh, these guys are criminals and there's nothing you can do. Uh, there's nothing Scientology can do to you for um, talking about stuff that was illegal that happened in Scientology and specifically at the international headquarters. Okay, now the next document we're going to bring up is they revised the complaint. There was a complaint in that last document, which was really just a fuddy-duddy um document that didn't it was just a complaint for the sake of having a complaint they would never were going to file uh, like actually file the complaint but the reason why i wanted to show you guys this is because this has what was ordered from david miscavige through the di director of uh, the deputy inspector general for whatever the hell it was in rtc and it's going back to um, WDC OSA and CCing OSA Int on the changes that were done. And this was attached to that last um, document we read. So this is, uh, it's from the, the Deputy Com Commanding Officer External OSA Int, um, CCing OSA Int, it's to WDC OSA, it's on 15 May, and the date is wrong again. For some reason, um, they get really, um, they struggle with uh, the year. So it says 05 even though this all took place in 06. And this document is attached to an 06 document. So of the same day, 15 May. Re, Headley complaint. Dear sir, what was ordered? You wrote, thanks for the draft complaint. See additions, get these input. See notes where case sites are needed. Get these cases found slash added. See prayer of relief section. Re-liquidated damages. Get this fixed. Handle anything else needed. Get me this complaint back right away. Attached is the revised lawsuit. What was done? This is like a compliance report within the C organization. So you, you have, if somebody orders something, you say hey, what was ordered, what was done, and then you have to show evidence of that. So what was ordered? We read all that. What was done? The edits you made have been added in cases were found that fit the circumstances and have been added on the liquidated damages 500,000 this was added into the prayer for relief you asked if there was any any legal reason not to the only legal consideration is that the amount 500,000 per breach is so high it would not be enforced by a court this point has been brought up in the past by Drescher um, that's one of their in-house attorneys I think his name is Bill Drescher which is why our current confidentiality agreements have liquidated damages of 20,000 per breach. This suit was initially drafted primarily for the impact it would have in confronting MH. And in the case, the 500,000 liquid damages has considerable impact. 
However, if actually filed, it is more likely we would adjust this and sue for damages according to proof. Much love, Linda. Okay, so again, that we're seeing all this. There, this is this is a bullshit document. There, this is for me. This is not for a court. This is not for any attorneys. This is just so when they show me, they can scare me in and go, "Oh my gosh, five hundred thousand per breach." Oh my goodness. I've said about 7,000 things. Um, and then I would stop. Um, and then um, it, there's some notes here. Oh, it just says uh, complaint for, and then it has the, 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 it's tiny, so I can barely read it. So I'll, I'll just go to the next page. The reason I want to show you this is because there's some amazing lies in this document that are not even about me. They're just completely insane nonsense. Um, I wish I could pull up this um, this note. Uh, get me the complaint. Oh, this is the same. Uh, this is the same uh, thing we read. What they did, I think, is just, they're just adding and saying, "Here's the ad- additions." Okay, so Church of Scientology, Mark Headley, and Doe's one through twenty-five, um, uh, Superior Court of the State. Uh, okay, all this is all just whatever. Okay, then. Um, okay, good. Here we go. This is amazing. Okay, so they they put in all this other stuff and then they say plaintiff Church of Scientology and who it is, but this is what got added by David Miscavige and RTC or Mike or whoever. Um, They added that um, CSI, Church of Scientology, Church of Scientology International is a fully tax exempt tax exempt religious organization under both federal and California law is the mother church. And then this is what they added of the worldwide Scientology religion, which which consists of over 6,000 churches, missions and affiliated religious organizations and an international membership of more than 10 million people. Have you got to be kidding me? They've got about 200 organizations with about 25,000 people. And this is another thing that they do is in complaints and in responses to legal actions, they fill it with all this, this, this puff with all this fluff that then gets reported and documented and it becomes fact, even though it's completely bullshit. Um, it says where I live and then, um, the next page, I'm just going to skip through. Okay, good. Here we go. So number seven. Okay. So I'm going to skip through the document to number seven. Okay. And then, um, it says, uh, from approximately 31, May 31, 1990. Oh yeah. Look at that. That's a good date right there from approximately 31 May 1990 to January 4, 2005, Defendant Headley was employed by CSA, CSI at its Golden Air Productions Division. Golden Air was responsible for this. Da, 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 da. Okay. Headley, who joined the church's staff at a young age, yeah, 15, was subsequently given extensive, invaluable training in digital technology. Not true, especially in its applications in the audiovisual field. Not true. This training allowed Headley, upon leaving the church's employ, to start and maintain his own high-tech company, Mode, um, that specializes in audiovisual media applications. Headley, like the others, so they that this was all added by David Miscavige or somebody in RTC. Um, okay. Then it says Headley, like other staff was entrusted with confidential information, nonsense, nonsense, nonsense. Okay. Here there's down. Now there's another edit down here. Okay. Uh, poopity poop. Okay. Um, 
Headley abruptly left his employment with CSI on or about January 4th. On information and belief, he took with him one or more digital recordings. Not true. The sole property of Golden Era. Headley took this material secretly and in complete violations of a crew. Not true. When I left, I didn't take a thing except for some clothes. I didn't have any photos. I didn't have any disk drives. And this is a fun note. Before I left... And I don't know if I've ever told this in a live video or not, or if I've ever told this publicly. But before I left, I had access, um, somebody who wasn't uh, an executive or wasn't high at all, as Scientology says, I had access to all of David Miscavige's personal photos and his photo library and media library. And before I left, I had a like a really big thumb drive. And I just copied him and Tom Cruise at uh, Real Madrid, uh, games in Europe with uh, David Beckham and snowmobiling in Alaska and a bunch of underwater and shots of them on yachts and stuff. I was just copying all that stuff to this thumb drive. I, this might be useful in the future. And um, when I left, I left that drive on the ironing board in my room <laughs> when I left. I didn't even take it. Anyway, that would have been amazing. But uh, no. Too bad, so sad. As detailed in number 16, his sudden departure. Oh, so they basically think that I took it. Um, was uh, Oh, and they also say, uh, his sudden departure from the church. It says, form the church. They can't even keep their own legal documents, typo-free. Um, employee coincided, oh, coincided with the discovery that he was selling CSI-owned equipment on eBay for his own financial benefit, even though I had a whole proposal approved that uh, I was doing it for them. And they have all the money from it. So that doesn't uh, really hold up at all. Um, okay, let's go down to the next one. Um, this one says, oh, while employed in CSI and after having been trained in the field of audio. Oh, this is basically just the same. Uh, yeah, this is where they say, I'm going to have to give them a whole bunch of money. And um Due to his position as director of systems, Headley had access to audio and video equipment which belonged to CSI. Headley took some of the equipment. No, it was sent to me, including several projectors into his possession. I lived and worked at their property. My possession was there at the property <laughs> and sold the equipment over the internet. Um, when the church became aware of this, no, they already knew that. Um, deposited the proceeds of the sales into his personal account totaling approximately 15,000. Okay, oh, wait, and theft, da, 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 da. Oh, it just said, same thing. And approximately 1759 of the known proceeds of these sales were never returned. Um, that was the, the tax and shipping for selling all the stuff on eBay. Um, the full extent, and also they never filed anything. There was never a police report. They never did a single thing up until this time right now. So as soon as they find out that it's me, then now all this stuff is is drummed up and uh, dredged up. Up until this point, they had done nothing. They we left, and I told them to go fuck themselves and their 160k they wanted for a freeloader bill, and uh, that was the end of that. Okay, then we go. That's all this. Oh, they added a case. Okay, the prayer for relief. I get that. Okay, uh, causes of action. Prayer for relief. I'm trying to see if they left. Yeah, so they did change it to five hundred thousand dollars for for not less than forty. Oh, they want four. They want five hundred thousand for forty separate breaches. Um, 
Oh, did you guys not get your money? Um, and that's the end of the complaint. That's that there. Um, so yeah, so this is so this is how Scientology does this. They and th- and 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 people should know. Um, there's this Scientology have this uh, sort of reputation for being this very litigious organization. Uh, not really. They threaten litigation. They don't want to get in litigation. If they get called into discovery, they're screwed. So they just want to scare you off with legal threats. They're never going to file it. Um, the last time, it's right now, it is September 2023. The last time that Scientology um, sued somebody was Debbie Cook. And I'm just going to look it up here real quick. Um, uh, she was the an executive in Florida. And, um, yeah, there you go. She was an executive in Florida and she sent an email in, um, to, I want to say it was 2011 that I like New Year's Eve, 2011. And, um, was it 2011? I don't remember. She sent an email out to a whole bunch of, uh, of Scientologist. And she basically explained that David Miscavige was a maniac. He was beating people and torturing people and all the stuff that I talk about in my book, Blown for Good Behind the Iron Curtain that came out in November of 2009. Um, She um, says a bunch more things that he's doing up there, including corroborating all the things that I said he was doing. And um, so Scientology sued her for breach of uh, contract. And then when they went into court to discuss um, the injunction and, and why they were trying to shut her up, she then told those stories to the court. And all of these things that she was saying were going out in the media and um, Scientology wrote her a check. That was the last person they sued. Um, I don't know what they wrote her a check for, but uh, she ain't said nothing since. And um, and the funny thing is, is that when they wrote her the check, she'd already said anything she could have said between the email and what she, the story she told. It was pretty much everything that had already been said about, it was just uh, affirming that that was the case. Um, And they wrote her a check just to make sure that she didn't possibly have one more thing in the tank um, that she could use against them. Um, but But the lesson for today is that Scientology threatens legal. They don't do it. They are wimps and they have everything to hide. If you get into a discovery and this is coming out more and more, if you, if you get into a lawsuit with Scientology, they've got documents that they know that can never see the light of day. If you ask for those documents and they say they don't have them, then they don't have any documents they can use against you because the documents they're going to try to use against you are the documents that they don't want to show anybody because they're horrible and they've and they're not signed by them and they're not uh, the the agreements are insane. Um, basically, the agreements that they have you sign, and we may have to do a uh, uh, spy files where we just go through a bunch of these agreements. And um, I think I want to say that uh, Jeffrey Augustine on his channel has um, also covered. Uh, some of these agreements. So we they might already uh, have been covered. But um, but yeah, Scientology, um, this is the so so to sum it up, they're gonna ambush myself and Claire with our friends that we know. 
And then they're going to get us to sign all these documents, get them to pay them $160,000 for a freeloader debt and, and do all of this in exchange for us being able to maybe see our family again, or maybe not just maybe, um, I can tell you for a fact, you know, who's seeing his family, Adam Parcell, he's seeing his family, his Scientology family, Eric Geisler been talking to his Scientology mom ever since 2006 um, because he was a spy for OSA. And they, that's the deal they made with him. If you spy, we will let you talk to your family. And he did the spying and he was allowed to talk to his family. Same thing with Adam. Same thing with all these people that we're bringing up in these documents that you, you're not hearing from today is because they made a deal with the devil. They would silence other people that are exposing Scientology in exchange for the, them to be able to talk to their family. And so, you know, I would love to talk to my family, even today. I think I'd still like to talk to my family. I'm sure Claire would like to talk to her family. Um, but I don't think, I think that's selfish of me. If, if I will be able to talk to my family and then these criminals can keep perpetuating crimes and destroying families and and robbing elderly people of hundreds of thousands of dollars and destroying lives and causing bankruptcies and just a path of destruction so that I can talk to my mom and my brother and my sister. I don't think that that's a fair trade. I think that's would be selfish of me and then other people would become victims. So I didn't take a deal from them and I haven't taken a deal from them. And, um, and there were times when I was like, make me, make me a deal. Like, give me the money and let me talk to my family and don't censor me. And then maybe we'll see how this works out. No, they don't want to make that deal. Scientology does not want to um, defend and L. Ron Hubbard in the policies that he wrote up for Scientology and how you deal with people that are exposing Scientologies. And in this policy letter, it says, attack, 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 never defend, never defend. Scientology is never going to admit or try to defend themselves. When they get exposed, they attack. And that's what they're doing right now. If you want to know, I left in, in January, it said right in the document, I left in January of 2005. Do yourself a favor and Google Mark Headley on Google and see what the top result is. It's a Scientology hate website that they pay Google millions of dollars of uh, to on a regular basis, Scientology is spending millions of dollars to keep all of the hate sites on all of the people that are exposing Scientology as the number one search result on Scientology. If you t type that person, if you type up my name or Leah or Mike or Aaron, the number one search result you're going to get is Scientology's hate site on us. And um, that's how Scientology play the game. So um, that's our episode for today. Um, thanks for joining us, and uh, we will see you in the next Spy Files, um, which we're going to get these coming out um, on a more regular basis, but um, I hope you enjoyed the episode today. Thank you very much.